I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello everybody. Welcome to Ramble React. No goals at Brighton for the Seagulls or the Wolves. I'm Marcus Speller. And I'm Luke Moore. Nil, bloody nil. Brighton always score at home this season, we were told. Look, well, let's do a ramble reacts. There'll be goals, yeah. not one of the buggers. Right, get on your back and think of England because we just have to get through this. <laughs> okay, it's not always pleasurable for either of us, but it's our duty. Yeah. We, uh, I, I said to, I, what annoys me, Marcus, is, sorry, but at the start of the month, mm. we're plotting out the ramble reacts. Yeah, we are. And uh, producer Finn asked me to uh, if I wanted to do one. I did suck through my teeth a bit and go, mm, Yeah. are people going to want it? Yeah. Well, well, let's make them want it, shall we? Yeah, they, now they, you better want it. Who wants it the most? Because well, I'll tell you what, neither Brighton or Wolves wanted it the most, and that's why neither of them scored. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what I can promise is that uh, we will finish with a, a nice little dessert of African Cup of Nations stuff, because there's been some quite sensational happenings there. But before that, though... So keep them wanting more. Exactly, yeah. But let's, let's show them. Let's show them what we can do, all right? We've got <laughs> an out-of-tune guitar and a drum that's, that's only half there. But let's yeah. show them what we can do, pal. All right, I'm okay? up for it. I'm up for it. <laughs> so, Sh- shotgun, shotgun the drums. Yeah, that's only half there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. You, you know, you, one of them's burst. I don't know. Whatever happens to drums if they're not working. Um, it, 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 18 shots uh, was the total. Um, none of them went in. Wolves probably had the better of it, Luke Moore. 
Yeah, I felt like um, it was a very positive result for, for Wolves. And credit to Gary O'Neill. I'm always ready to give credit to uh, to, to Gag. Why do you um, call him th- Gag? I've never heard Gary... It's just kind of a nickname thing that people said around Pompey when he was there. Okay. Gag O'Neill. I don't know why, really. I don't know. I don't even know if it's, even it's extended outside of my group of friends, to be honest. I see. But that's how we, we always used to refer to him. He was like our favourite player when we were young. So, like, uh-huh. I guess it's just a little, little, um, little, uh, just a little tribute. A tribute, you say? Say it. Say it yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's a tribute. You're right. Say Gag O'Neill. Gag O'Neill. Yeah, it rolls off the tongue a bit better. It does feel good. All right, yeah. I'm going to introduce <laughs> it to my group of mates. Then we've got, <laughs> then we got two groups of people calling him Gag O'Neill. And next you're thing still you know, thinking about the Neil aren't you? <laughs> Um, anyway, I thought it was. I, 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 as I say, I'm always credit. I'm always happy to give credit to Gary, as, as people know, to Gag. Um, and what I felt like is that he, what he attempted at one of the toughest places to go in the in the Premier League, actually worked. And he, he and his team need credit for that. I think, though, what that also meant was it made for a fairly boring affair because. They tried to stymie Brighton. They were able to do that. I don't think Brighton were particularly you know, very good. It was, I thought, a fairly low-quality first half, a very undynamic opening. Um, the tempo was pretty dismal. It was pretty thin gruel all round, really. You know, Jao Pedro, who's been exciting this season, couldn't really get into the game. You know, Danny Welbeck is always game um, and always tries really hard um, and can open teams up, actually. He can stretch teams with his running. And Marcus, I know you'll agree with me when I say that you know, he's probably a little bit of a better player than people give him credit for. Um, but he is short of quality at the very top level. I think we can agree on that. Um, I didn't really think any player stamped their mark on the game in, in, the, in the first half, and there was that flashpoint towards the end of the first half. But, you know, I think what's typified these ramble reacts between you and me, Marcus, just the ones between us I'm talking about here, is we will make a silk purse out of a pig's ear. We will give someone something people to grab onto and go, do you know what? Last night that was a bit shit, uh, and I wish I'd gone to the pub. But let's hear what Marcus and Luca got to think say about it, and I think we we got we got to, you know we got to give it to the to the to the listeners. We got to give them what they what they need. Yeah, I've never cra- so when there was a little flashpoint in the first half, I've never craved a flashpoint into a fight. Hit yeah, him. <laughs> Do you know what I, mean? I was like, come on, give us something in this first half. Yeah, okay, fine. And then the second half, when because you, you're right with the way Wolves approached the game, it worked. They stopped Brighton from scoring. Uh, they only go away with a point. But if they'd have put away one of their chances, as they had towards the end, then then maybe it'd have been different. But I, I mean, from I was just you're just gagging for a goal, and when was it? Cunha goes to go round the goalkeeper. I mean, it was, I, it was just such poor quality. It was just like as I mean, Jermaine Genus was crying out on the commentary, saying, "Just, just take it round him. You're the favourite to get the ball. Why then do yeah. you know knock it one way, then go the other? It's just a heavy touch, wasn't it? Well, I, mean, I know, but he just he could have gone the same way as the ball, and it would have been fine." And I was, I mean, I remember, do you remember years ago when Danny Murphy always seemed to get the only goal of the game when Liverpool went to Old Trafford? Yeah. It was one of those games. The one when he sort of scored a, a bit of a lob towards the end of the game. And I remember being a, in a pub. I mean, you're talking, you're going back a good 20, 22 years here. And I remember, I'm, and I'm Liverpool versus Manchester United. I've not got any dog in the fight. You want to see a good clean belt and all that. And... When the goal went in, I remember half the pub just erupted because it was like, thank yeah. goodness, it's a yeah. bloody goal. Like, it was that. Yeah. And, and this game didn't quite give me that. No. Whereas I thought it was going to. Cunha, as I say, had a chance. Neto went forward as well. Lamina, I wouldn't have fancied him to score it. He had, you know, not a bad effort, you know, fairly comfortable save for the keeper. But Wolves did that thing where they're sharp on the break. 
you know, the commentary team said this at this point in the season, it's the most goals they've ever scored in the Premier League. I think. I think they're the top scoring team in the second and the bottom half, which I know is damning them with faint praise, but even so, they have no, at think, times in the recent past struggled to score. Yeah, and and we've we, we talked about them at the start of the season, saying you know look good going forward, but where are the goals going to come from? Well, the goals have been going in. They're obviously missing Wang, um, who's away, uh, you know, Asian Asia Cup, Cup uh, yeah, duty. Yeah. But you know, I think to myself. Gary O'Neill, the way he kind of set them up, on another day they do convert a chance like that and they win the game 1-0. And, you know, you can call it a smash and grab. Well, that's fine because Wolves are not a Champions League side. They are currently a mid-table Premier League side wanting to break into that top 10, which they've got a great chance to do this season. Then when they go away to a side who is above, who are above them in the table, they've gone, yeah. you know, you have to say Brighton, again, looking at the league table and what they've done in recent seasons are are, are a better side than Wolves. Not much in it, you'd say, but but they, you know, they, they're, they're playing Europa League football and, and, and so on. It, it gives them a bit of a blueprint. We've harked on yeah. many times about that first game of the season at away at Old Trafford. Uh, you know, this gives, you know, Wolves, you know what you're going to get when they play a, a a superior team. Not always, but but generally speaking, that's what you're going to get. And I think Wolves fans, don't want to talk on behalf of a whole fan base, but I'm going to. No, I think <laughs> I think they accept that. I think I think you go away to Brighton, okay, you didn't score. But give a good account of yourselves and you think, do you know what? Performances like that will climb up the table. Yeah, and I, th- I think you know. Also, it's probably worth throwing a bit of extra context into the uh, into the chat cauldron by saying that um, return fixture, mm. second Premier League game of the season at Molyneux, Brighton absolutely smashed Wolves. Yeah, they were they were all over them. You know, yeah, it was yeah. a masterclass by NCSO, by Solly March, Esty Pinion scored, I think, from memory. They beat them four one. For those listening, who, you know, don't spend all their time thinking about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a uh, it was a proper job, you know, and, and that was, I think, because um, what happened was Wolves had lost their first two Premier League games of the season and everyone was a bit, because you know what football can be like, everyone was a bit like, oh my God, how, how's Gary O'Neill going to yeah, get yeah, on yeah. type of thing? And obviously he's managed to do what he's been able to do now and, and we've seen a number of teams perhaps operating around the bottom half of the Premier League table with managers with pretty solid ideas. Think of Andoni Areola at Bournemouth, for example, where their ideas are now starting to kind of bear fruit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been, the, that's been the case with Wolves under O'Neill for sure. So, I mean, whichever way you slice it, you know, Brighton have key players missing or whatever, but um, it, it is an improvement, a vast improvement on the return game at the start of the season. So, you know, absolutely. And, and by the way, also, you know, Gary O'Neill isn't responsible to, to people who'd like to see a good game on a Monday night when it's windy outside. I mean, you know, it's, it's nothing to do with him. He wants to get points and points away from home at Brighton. Well, you defend pretty... Gary O'Neill, but if that was David Moyes' West Ham, you'd be sticking the boot in. I don't mind Moyes. I, I've not I've not, I've not, not ever nailed my colours to the, to the Moyes out. Master, you flipped and you flipped and flopped, mate. No, well, I've been Moisey Sunak at the Ramble. You I, are, oi, right? That's <laughs> taking that's taking it too far, and you know it is. That's naughty. Um, I'm I, I'm a Moisey man, um, but admittedly, yes, if I was with a group of tough-looking West Ham fans, name a Moisey out people, yeah, I would flip flap. Change your mind, yeah, but only yeah. in that specialist circumstance. Oh, I'll tell you what, if you you <laughs> knocking about with a bunch of hard West Ham fans, you All would right, stick geezers. out like a poplar in a pond. How oh, would I? You see a mile off, they would. I, 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 but for good reason, because presumably chaps like that are well into the ramble. And you, and also you're a class act, and classless in the best way. They would see you as they would see you. Well, yeah, I, I certainly don't agree with that. <laughs> certainly, certainly not. But yeah, I'm just saying you're saying you're aspirational for them. You know, you, you, you <laughs> position yourself as someone who's far higher up than them. 
And you would Fuck probably teach him a few things I needed to know. I expect the first thing you'd say if you bumped into them was, I expect you wonder why I sent for you today. <laughs> <laughs> my first my first thing is, yeah, I live in an ex-council flat too. Yeah. That's what I'd say. Oh, did, yeah, that'll really endear yeah. to him, that. Yeah. didn't always, but I no. do now. Yeah, so, yeah. so what you said is you're on the way down. That's, that's London trying to say. I'm trying to meet people halfway. Yeah. Why, why do I play into your stereotype of me being some oh, ridiculous? Nil nil, wasn't it? It was nil nil. What do you want to do? Yeah, I just really wanted Roberto De Serbi to fight Sean Derry and Neil Cutler because Sean well, Derry looks like Andy Brassel. Andy yeah. Brassel is one of the least aggressive men I've ever known. And to see a lookalike of his getting into a fight, it's been very pleasing. Sean Derry, the, thing, the great thing about um, Sean Derry and Andy Brassel as well, mm. it's, it's right in that sweet spot because Sean Derry, who I've met, um, mm-hmm. uh, I've done a bit of work with in the long distant past, and he also played for Portsmouth, if I don't forget as well. Great midfield player for Portsmouth for a couple of years. Not. He is a lovely, lovely man. Mm-hmm. He looks exactly like Andy Brassel, who is also a lovely, lovely man, mm. and they are exactly the same age. Yeah. It's an amazing, I mean, it's an amazing set of circumstances, mm. you know. And uh, if one is truly going to call oneself an atheist, I need to have an explanation for that set of circumstances <laughs> there because that's got to be planned by someone. Some creator out there has designed that to happen. And go. we're all just enjoying it. We're all just wallowing in it. Yeah. Who? What would you rather? Would you rather a film about Andy Brassel's life played, and Andy's played by Sean Derry, or a film about Sean Derry's life played by Andy Brassel? I'll do a two-parter at the cinema, interval yeah, in the middle, like and have a bit of both. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, I, w- I would just say on, on the yeah. um, on the on the fighting thing, yeah, that we all want to see a fight. I don't care if the game's brilliant; <laughs> I still want to see a fight. The 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 thing that you could probably throw into the mix on that, though, Marcus, was that we we kind of touched on it slightly earlier. Yeah. The Mateus Cunha thing, where he was very upset leading into the half time yeah. that he had been booked for an altercation with, I think, Billy Gilmore. There yeah. wasn't really an altercation. He couldn't stop himself, couldn't get out of the way. Mm-hmm. The referees booked him. And he went. I mean, Jermaine Genius seemed to, seemed to make out that it was fine to do it and it was very respectful. Not that he could actually hear what was being said, by the way. No. So he, he can't make that judgment. Let's no. make that absolutely clear. But Cunha was following the referee down into the tunnel, mm-hmm. remonstrating about it. And I thought, I'll tell you what. He carries on like this. We well, have seen in the Premier League this season players get another yellow card pretty quick. Yeah. It happened in the main um, in the Man United game earlier in it's the year a lot. From, from memory. Yeah. He could go. If he goes, the game opens up and we're all in for the second half. Didn't yeah. happen, sadly. Didn't happen. Although I fear that Wolves would have just played deeper and they wouldn't have had those moments on the break. But anyway, we, we, it didn't happen and we and, and we don't know. But um, the aforementioned uh, Jermaine Genus uh, and commentator Adam Somerton did spend a few minutes talking about pre-match dinners uh, or pretty much food at least, um, yeah. which um, I found sort of mildly enjoyable. Apparently, old JJ would have a bowl of cereal and a load of Lucasade before games. Bit of Vardy, bit of Vardy about that. A little bit of Vardy. I wonder if he put the Lucasade on the cereal, which would be quite get questionable. Done, get it done. Yeah, apparently Gareth Bale liked lots of baked beans. Yeah, so did Alan Shearer. Hmm. Alan Shearer was a big. Um, I think he, Alan Shearer was like a lean chicken breast and beans kind of guy. Yeah, I which, which I find interesting because, like, presumably. And as anyone who's ever met me will know, I'm quite simply not a nutritionist, but <laughs> I think I'm right in saying you want some kind of pretty simple carbs for quick energy release when you're playing. So yeah. that's why people would tend to eat a banana or two maybe an hour before the game. You, you, you want to get something that's going to get you on board and give you energy. That's why, for example, you'd see back in the day, back in the glory years, you'd see Rio Ferdinand polishing off the Jaffa cakes. That's right. if you're If you're running... 
an organised race of some distance, shall we say, you will get people dishing out things like Jelly Babies. Or that yeah, kind but of you're thing. talking about during the event. Yeah, JJ, but I don't know what Beans brings you. I think Beans is basically... Is genius not really... is not sitting down to a bowl full of Jaffa cakes. You know, you're talking about dinner. You're talking about having a proper meal. But I don't know what Beans is bringing to the table there. Well, look, uh, there's a protein. The taste... Who doesn't like baked beans? <laughs> I just really like beans. What's the thinking beyond the nutrition? I haven't thought about it. I just really like beans. Yeah, but they wouldn't have thought about it back in the day, would they? No, probably not. But in the nineties, do what you want. Say Gareth Bale was that back in the day? No, but he. Oh uh, yeah, that's fair actually. Yeah, I mean, it obviously worked for him to, uh, for a bit, and but then he maybe football. So uh, yeah, true enough. I think you've got to be careful there. If there are any young kids who are wondering what to eat pre-match, then load of baked beans. Look at Gareth Bale. You will. You will be incredible. For a, yeah. for a handful of years, you will play some of the most exciting <laughs> football, and then quite clearly, um, boredom sets in. I feel very duty. There's a bound. huge cliff edge with the beans. I feel duty bound to tell vulnerable young people that may be listening to this show, <laughs> in no uncertain terms, that you will not get that physique from eating baked beans. <laughs> there needs to be other stuff going on. Yeah, it I can't just be beans. There's got a lot of protein in baked beans, though. Yeah, but stop saying that. Yeah, I'm just, but, but that's important if you want. It, protein's important if you want to build muscle. Yeah, I know that. I understand that. You're having a crafty saying, Google. I can see what you're doing. I'm trying to. I'm just typing. Literally typing. This is what you've driven me to. This is how bad this game was, right? <laughs> you are making me type into my computer baked beans protein content. Okay. Six grams per hundred grams. Six percent. Yeah. It's 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 pretty it's pretty good. It's, it's, it's all not right. terrible. It's all right. It's not. It's not too bad. Can I just also say a massive indictment of the um, of the game itself was because yeah. you mentioned Jermaine Genius there and his performance on Co-Coms. You know, mm-hmm. I often see Jermaine Genius the most these days when I'm yeah. doing my son's bedtime and he's on the one show. You're right because that goes on on, on the mute because mm-hmm. it's pretty inoffensive uh, and it and it, and it's just on in the background. He's always presenting it. He got in trouble fairly recently for doing a section on the one show about poverty while wearing a forty thousand pound watch. Apparently, <laughs> anyway. But he 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 um he was um at one point referring to the crowd as the audience. Yeah. And I thought if that isn't a dabbing indictment on how passive this game has been, <laughs> I don't know what is. I I did quite like it though. But anyway, yeah, you you are right. Um, something that did provide us uh, with a little bit of stimulation perhaps was um, the fact that James Milner became the first player to play at every age from the age of 16 to 38 in yeah. the Premier League. I mean, to be honest with you, I think everybody probably knew that. If there was a quiz question, who's played the you know every age from 16 to 38, you just go James Milner. Um, the longevity, though, that man has had in football, look at any, at any um, level of football, mm-hmm. is incredible, let alone at the top tier. Oh, Just, I, I he likes more. his baked beans, the way his engine and the way his physique do. is. Yeah. I think um, it, what's even more remarkable mm. is that he was saying, I think in a little VT before the game, he was saying, yeah, it's great playing here because I sometimes get asked to come on and I don't know what position I'm going to be playing in, <laughs> which is amazing yeah. for a player of his age with total respect. And, and the other thing that was a huge indicator of how well he's respected and how much... People love him at Brighton, both fan base and 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 kind of internally. Is Robert De, Roberto De Zerbi was asked about him before the game, mm-hmm. and the, the answer to the question was simply, "It is an honour to have James Milner at this club." Yeah. That's all he said, yeah. and that tells you everything you need to know. I would be absolutely delighted if he were to go on to break Gareth Barry's record for appearances in the Premier League. I think mm-hmm. it'd be fitting. I think he is, in my view, been uh, certainly a more versatile player than Gareth Barry. He's achieved, from off the top of my head, I think he's probably achieved more as well. Fewer bookings. Uh, he, I'm almost certainly fewer <laughs> bookings. 
Uh, and um, I just think, you know, what a, what an amazing, you know, what an amazing career, what an amazing mm. testament to his ability, but not just his ability, it's, it's just his hard work. I mean, it would, I mean, the average football career, I think, is like two and a half years long. Yeah. You take all the players, all the professional yeah. players and the whole milieu of all the professional players in this country, I think the average career at any professional level is about two, two and a half years. He's, he's basically played for 22 years Mm-hmm. at the very top level. No one's ever going, oh, no one's ever said as far as I know, oh, Milner should probably take a step down now. Oh, Portsmouth, who are doing well in League One, they're not going after James Milner. I couldn't get anywhere near him. Yeah. You know, he could probably play League One football in about seven years' time, yeah, it's... which is just remarkable. So I'm very, very pleased for him. Um, I hope he goes on to break that record. And I do actually think it's quite interesting, Marcus, that the two top in fact, I think the three, because if you include Ryan Giggs, the three top appearance makers in Premier League history are all outfield players, which to me seems quite counterintuitive. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I just really hope he is rewarded in time, whenever that is, when it is next season, at the end of the season, in three seasons, or whatever, with a massive money move to Saudi Arabia. He wouldn't go to, would he? <laughs> it's too, it's too, I don't mean this in a horrible way. I think it's just too, it'd be too much for him. I, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I don't think he's bothered. He would just shrug his shoulders and go, "But it's, it's crap. It's not a good league, is yeah. it?" Yeah, but, but I do think, I do think also he's like a. Uh, it's possible to think of a way of saying this about sounding pretty, um, mm-hmm. pretty dismissive. But is he a man of kind of fairly, fairly, fairly simple taste? It's not Perhaps. like a running I mean, joke. there was that, there was that thing, wasn't there? Um, they used to do when he was at Man City, I think. Because uh, there was that Twitter account, boring James Milner. Yeah, that's who, right. who, who and he really let into that, didn't he? But he did, and they would do these videos of him on their club channels, which I actually he played it well. I thought it was quite good. So, yeah, I don't know. He, I, I can't imagine he would go um, anywhere, quite frankly, other than the glorious shores of, of this island. And why on earth would he? And I think it's not even just that this island, though. Is it? It's like for for the most for the most of his career, he's yeah. basically played in a kind of radius of about two hundred miles. Well, Brighton obviously big move for him. In, yeah. yeah, 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 indeed. He did a little yeah. bit of time on loan at Swindon Town, but that's just a little loan. When he's a, a young man. Loan, he's probably loan. in digs. Yeah, he's <laughs> exactly, exactly. Probably digs with Carnu. Yeah. Well, so yeah, <laughs> he's not that. He's been around since God was a boy, <laughs> as my granddad would say. <laughs> oh dear. You know, he's actually the only surviving um, um, human Beetle. being from, from the Titanic as well. <laughs> 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. We promise a little bit of African Cup of Nations chat. Well, we're going to give it to you right now. Uh, an unbelievable result happened ivory coast the host nation and recent fairly recent winners of the tournament zero equatorial guinea four <laughs> it's, not a, it's not one nil four bloody nil and and people might say oh but equatorial guinea i bet i bet they've got you know like some lad who's playing up front for hamburg and a, a, i don't know a, a, a midfielder who's atletico madrid no look at the players they've got there's one lad who's written it's written down that he's plays for Huddersfield B team. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of unattached players as well. <laughs> yeah, right. Get it right. A, it is a stunning result. Yeah. It's and funny I, you've gone through that same process. Yeah. Oh, they must have because I did exactly the same yeah, thing. Right. I'm not going to claim for one second yeah. that I know anything about Equatorial Guinea. No. Uh, so I thought, oh, probably those are players I'm thinking I, I can't um I can't think uh-huh. of off the top of my head. Yeah. It seemed remarkable to see their squad list. It's not just Huddersfield Town B. Yeah, no. One of their players is uh, Sampdoria under-19s. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> potential. He's got potential, hasn't he? Like I haven't heard of, of half the... Um, what, so the captain of Equatorial Guinea yeah. um, plays for uh, a team called CF Intercity right. in um, Alicante in Spain. Mm. Um, and that they are in the... Uh, I, I think they're... Not even a professional league, I don't think. Right. I think there's only two professional leagues in Spain. Uh-huh. I think he plays for... I, I'm going to stick my neck out here and say, I'm pretty sure he's a semi-professional football player. Yeah. And then you look at the um, the squad list for Ivory Coast. Yeah. It's and, household and, names. Well, you've got some in there that you, you will know a handful of, or maybe even a couple of handfuls of players there. Well, you're going to know Willie Bolly. You're going to know Serge Aurier. You're going to know... Um, I mean, who else is there off, off the top of my head? There's Sebastian Haller. He's, he's I, at Dortmund now. I don't know if he's in. Is he in the squad? He's in the Haller. squad, yeah. There's okay. Eric Bailly, of course, who's not available at the moment, but he, he plays for Manchester United brief, but recently yeah. and is now playing uh, for Villarreal. Um, Ahmad Diallo is, is in, in the mix-up as well. I don't think he's in the squad, but he's a Man United player. I mean, it's, it is a mismatch. Yeah. And I don't know enough about African football to know how this has happened, but it seems quite big that it's happened. Ivory Coast are basically gone now after yeah. that I mean it would take something spectacular for them to to, to creep through into the knockouts as uh, one of the um, the best third place finishers in, in the group and the same with Ghana Ghana oh yeah. my goodness you're African team as well I know well I'm, I'm, I'm going to maybe change to Nigeria because they got some full players you can't just do that of course I can they're big rivals as well you can't just change to Nigeria watch me What's interesting is that, I mean, first of all, the pot man's back. Let's make that absolutely clear. Well, a pot man's back. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I, I wonder how, if it's just like a kind of... Um, we said it was it like the Phantom. Down. Yeah, could be. Could be like yeah. Spider-Man, I guess. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But, I mean, Ghana were 2-0 up against Mozambique. Not a fancied side, it's fair to say. No. Mozambique scored two goals in injury time, which yeah. has pretty much condemned Ghana to an exit. They win that game, they're, they're, they're fine. Because Egypt drew to all with, with Cape Verde. Yeah. Uh, after there was a couple of goals in, in stoppage time there, but 
Oh, Garnet. Oh, Wonderism. what are you doing? I know, I, know the, I know the group stage isn't settled yet, but like, seems to be like quite a lot of big names yeah. on the verge of kind of going out. And I wonder if that's like indicative of a kind of power shift in or a more egalitarian look of African football. I don't know enough about it. I'd love to read something about that to know if that was the case because Ivory Coast are on the brink. Ghana yeah. are almost certainly out. Cameroon have struggled badly. Mm-hmm. Algeria have also struggled badly. They've done well. You know, in recent history, yeah. you know, Zambia as well. I know Zambia maybe was a little bit more of an outlier when they did well under the under the great man. They've got, they've got but, Avram Grant now. Yeah, well, that t- tells its own story from Herve Renard <laughs> to Avram Grant. Jesus, <laughs> well, that's basically few, like being married to David Gandhi and then get being waking up one morning being married to me. That's what it's like. What a juxtaposition! <laughs> like they have been managed by Herve. They, they, they've they've run the full gamut of uh, of attractiveness of coaches. <laughs> Oh dear! And, and bearing in mind, Afro yeah. Grant was a couple of kicks away from winning an FA Cup with Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah, that that is his legacy. Well, and a Champions League with Chelsea. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bigger, bigger. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's less relevant for our listeners. We're all part of the Luke Nation, bought and paid for, signed up. Oh, right, okay. Well, yeah. news to me. Um, it, but it's all about Bebe and Cape Verde, as I say. But Nigeria, they've yet to really kind of fire. Uh, in this um, in this tournament yet. They've got Victor Rossiman up front, who's by far the standout forward now that Salah's injured. Although I suppose Mane's still there. Um, they've got... They've got I think Mane's Bassi. not really an improving player, though, is he? True. They've got Calvin Bassett at the back. They've got Alex yeah. Iwobi. Come on. Yeah. Hey? I mean, I, I don't think Alex Iwobi's a very good player, but other than that, I'll, I'll take your point. He's been good for Fulham, you've got to say. Even you have conceded that Alex Iwobi's... You don't get to decide what I've got to say. You said That's that the not... other day. I think he's been better, definitely. I, th- I, I genuinely think before he moved to Fulham, he was the worst attacking player in the Premier League. So, I mean, he can't go any further than that. That's outrageous. It, well, I mean, Fine. Tell me someone else. You can't tell me someone else. I, it, maybe he fits in their system better. Maybe he's got a better coach at Fulham. Maybe it's, you know, whatever. Yes, he's been improved, definitely. I hope he does well in the African Cup of Nations because it's always great for players to do well for their for their national team and all that good stuff. I, I would agree with your assessment about Victor Osserman. Um but it would be it would be kind of interesting. I, I don't really know how the draw pans out, but it would be cool to see kind of Bebe, like a thirty three year old Bebe, class, to, to kind of start firing, um, firing Cape Verde to the, to, to, the, to the latter stage of the Afcon. But what I would say is it's going to take a lot of charitable uh, actions from some goalkeepers along the way. Oh, here we go. You, honestly, you you have a go at Brassel for sucking the romance out of you know football and so on. By the way, Bebe played for Manchester United. In case people are wondering what on earth this Bebe thing's about. Yeah, Do check out it was quite a long time ago now, wasn't it? But he did have a couple of league appearances for Manchester United between 2010 and 2014. A lot of loans. Uh, yes, there's a lot of legal then. reasons why we can't really say what we <laughs> want to say about Bebe. So yeah. we won't. Yes. But he did. He was technically contracted to May United for four years between 2010 and 2014. Yep. And um, I can't remember who it was who told me this story, but someone said that he put in such a poor performance for May United once, someone said to them, he, he will never play for May United again after that. Yeah. Because they just, there was someone who kind of knew Alex Ferguson or whatever and said, oh, he, he, he would never accept that. It's not that he's had a bad game, it's just nowhere near good enough. He will never yeah. play for them again. And he never did. I mean, he only racked up you know, a handful of appearances for Manchester United in total. Um, I think it was like seven in total. Yeah, to be so fair to him, he did score a couple of goals, but that, did, not, yeah. not in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he found a home. He's at... having the last laugh, though, Marcus. Well, he is having the last laugh. Uh, he played a lot for Real Vallecano, currently Real Zaragoza. Um, but he's only been playing for Cape Verde since 2022. But you look at him now. Look at and, him and, now, and, everybody. And to be absolutely fair to him, you know, 
to, to skirt even more closer, to, you know, to, to sail even closer to the wind, I would say, perhaps he's got an agent that, you know, that, that does well for him. And you can say that about a lot of people in the entertainment industry, you know, as well. So that's certainly could say that. For example, he's probably the Paddy McGuinness of top-level football, I would say. <laughs> but in his defence, he has always scored goals for Cape Verde in his short international career. He's, yeah. he's, he's actually, and you know, this year included. So, you know, you can't, um, you can't argue with that. Who's the Pete Donaldson? Because you remember Pete had an agent for ages and we were like, are you sure? Because it doesn't seem to do much for you. Yeah. In oh, because Pete, Pete would have been terrified to even call him. <laughs> do you mind doing a bit of work for that 15%? Sorry. Can I, do you mind if I have your number? You know what I mean? Is that, it would have been that kind of setup, wouldn't it? Uh, quite possibly. Quite possibly. Uh, I would, well, I would love are. to have been Pete. I'd love to be Pete's agent, but I just wouldn't know how to market the man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true enough. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, we wish uh, Bebe and the boys all the best. And uh, we, it, 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 I suppose Bebe is a bit like Pete Dawes, you know, he's, he's really hard working if you, if you can find him, if, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but yeah, it did be intriguing how the um, the knockouts uh, shape up for different Cup of Nations. As you say, we could have a, a, a winner who's not usually one of the big boys, but there we are. Right, everybody, do join us again on Wednesday for more nonsense. And remember um, to get on the extended version of Wednesday's show. Uh, you can do that by signing up to our Patreon for just $5 a month. You also get ad-free episodes of the Football Ramble, OTC, and Upfront, and access to the Discord where you can shoot the shite with other ramblers. In the meantime, find us on uh, Twitter, currently known as X, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Football Ramble. And remember to subscribe on your <laughs> podcast app. I can't remember the bloke's name, but uh, someone. Yeah, do you want to tell people why you're laughing at that? Because someone's taken a big amount of offence on the YouTube channel that you keep calling Twitter X, formerly known as Twitter. Yeah, and very unhappy. Do it anymore. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, what's really interesting about that is, one, the yeah. guy has taken about four paragraphs in the comment to miss the joke. Two, he's got no idea how motivating that will be for you to double down to do this for twice as long as you're ever going to do it in the first place and he has made it worse not just for himself for yeah. everyone everybody yeah and and the thing is though what i what i think is is quite shocking about the whole thing is he's disrespecting the musketeer who put yeah. a lot of effort into that into that brand change we yeah. are, we you know x genius absolute genius you yeah, know yeah. the app you tap on the app you know it's it because it's got a big x on it I okay. got a um, you know I got what a you're Musk, I got a Musk fanboy in my mentions uh, earlier this week. Did you uh, saying that? Um, oh yeah, what you guys don't understand is that Elon Musk trying to turn uh, Twitter now X into a one-stop marketplace for every need you have on the internet. <laughs> I just went back to say I don't fucking care. I don't care. <laughs> what part of me do you think cares about that? What are you talking about? <laughs> leave me alone, you time waster. He doesn't care about you either, by the way. Yeah. He tread all over you for a tenner. <laughs> Maybe drive over you in one of his cars. Yeah, probably would. Is he still involved in that? Who gives him crap? <laughs> right, let's get out of here. Thanks for listening. See ya. Laura Love. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Selling a little? Or a lot. <laughs> 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.